Hi, and welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. This podcast is all about how we can learn, grow, and strengthen from the challenges that everybody faces in life, valuing them as part of what makes us who we are and equips us for our future success. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, it's Toby Hazelwood here. What I'm going to be talking with you today about is uh, the idea of when you fall off the wagon, when you fall off the horse, when you abandon or lose good habits, or when you're encountering some sort of difficulty or hardship or disagreement that knocks you off track, um, the idea of how important it is to simply pick up, dust yourself off and pick up and start again. So I wrote a blog post uh, right at the start of this year uh, something along the lines of quoting the, the famous adage, when you fall off the horse, you've got to get right back on again. So the idea there, obviously, is that um, you know there are many different ways in which you can react when something negative happens and, and something knocks you off track, whether that's that you've simply lost the practice of a good habit or you've had some sort of bad news that's potentially knocked your confidence. Uh, maybe you've had a disagreement with someone at work or with your partner or you're in the process of breaking up a relationship, going through a divorce and, and you've kind of had some difficult discussions and you're kind of losing your resolve, you're losing your will. Um, what's hap- what tends to happen, and it's all too easy to happen, it's something that happens repeatedly in my own life and something I'm trying to come to terms with and deal with and manage things a bit more consistently, is that quite often when, when something knocks you off track, there's a tendency you can either go one of two ways. You can either just take that as a temporary hit, an obstacle to overcome, or it can kind of gradually wear down your resolve such that eventually you kind of lose interest in all the good things you were doing and potentially stop following all the good practices that you'd built into your life um, and that you gradually degrade so you get further and further away from where you want to be and consequently it actually gets more and more difficult to kind of get yourself back on track because not only are you dealing with the fact that you've lost the good habits, but actually it seems all the more insurmountable to pick them back up again. And similarly, there's all the other other elements that kind of feed into the way you feel about it, such as the loss of face you believe that you'll face with other people, or difficulties that you'll feel when you, you try and build those habits back into your life, you know, because you've lost such ground. Um, you know, there's so many different examples here. My, my particular and personal example was in relation to my uh, sort of observance of a regular habit of going to the gym. So I think last year, 2018, was probably the year in which I managed to maintain the most consistent focus on my health and well-being, which was, you know, I kind of see that as one of the biggest achievements of my life. But, you know, like most people, I started up at the gym, or most people coming back to health and fitness, I started up going to the gym in January, uh, and I managed to maintain a pretty consistent habit right through to the end of June. But then, you know, things, take, things took over. Um, we got into the summer, you know, perhaps my focus on going to the gym and punishing myself kind of waned a little bit and I was a bit more interested in doing stuff with the kids or socialising or making the best of the great weather we had in the UK last summer. Um, but also, you know, I had a couple of injuries. You know, my knees were starting to hurt and at 42 years of age, I felt perhaps it was uh, a sign that things were catching up with me. And, you know, my, my kind of regular four times a week gym habit started to become three times a week, then two and then the occasional visit every, every couple of weeks and, and eventually it stopped altogether. And I guess, you know, it wasn't done unknowingly. It wasn't that I kind of, that something happened and all of a sudden I realised I haven't been to the gym in ages. It actually was a gradual wearing down of my resolve and my kind of personal commitment and my spirit to doing the right thing and to continuing those good habits. Um, 
and I have to say, you know, towards the end of the year, I had a bit of a renewed focus. I, I picked up um, a copy of The Four Hour Body by Tim Ferriss, who's one of my favorite authors. And um, I'll, I'll put a link to that in the notes beneath this podcast or beneath this video, depending on what you're picking up. Um, and it, it kind of introduced me to some new ideas which I built into my life over the last couple of months of the year. So it wasn't a kind of complete write-off. It wasn't six months of good, go- good going to the gym and then six months of abandon. But the net effect was when it came around to January 1st, I was feeling demoralized. You know, I was feeling miserable. Um, I knew that I'd let myself down. I knew that I'd let my, my kind of wife and my family down. And, you know, we had a bit of a health scare in our wider family over Christmas. And, and it kind of made me realize that actually I need to look after my health. I need to kind of take care of this. I'm not getting any younger. None of us are. But, you know, I'm the wrong side of 40 now. And actually, I need to maintain a positive and consistent focus on the routine preservation of my health and doing all the good things that I need to do to look after it. And so it was kind of crunch time, but it was that thing, that realization that made me kind of get back on the horse and figure, right, I need to get back into this. And obviously the the conclusion was I needed to go back to the gym and start building that into my life more regularly again. Now, obviously in in, in the period from when I'd abandoned it to, to now, I'd gone through all sorts of different emotions and I think that's the case regardless of what you've lost in, lost the habit of in your life. You tend to go through a number of different emotions on it. You know, you start to beat yourself up and you feel, you feel bad that you've let yourself down and you've let others down and so you kind of gang up on yourself if you like and, and reinforce all the negativity that's in your mind about something that you probably already feel bad about. Um, then I tried to persuade myself I was actually happier without it. You know, why do I need to go to the gym and kind of mocking the people that kind of whack on the lycra and their running shoes and get into the gym and sweat and feel uncomfortable and deal with the aches and pains afterwards you know I started to think well maybe I'm better off without that of course I'm saying that to make myself feel better Uh, it's not that I genuinely believe that people who look after their health are are worthy of mockery Um, and in fact I probably was just jealous of the fact that they'd managed to carry on with the good habits and I hadn't But the simple fact was, no matter how I looked at the situation, no matter whether I yearned for the fact to be back there or whether I felt bad on myself for having let the habit slip or whether I mocked the people that were carrying on doing it, there was really only ever going to be one thing that turned it around and that made me feel better about the situation and truly better in my heart, and that was to actually start to build those positive habits back in again. And so sort of I think around 2nd of January, 3rd of January maybe, I dragged myself back into the gym. And I kind of knew there was gonna be an element of, you know, mockery, you know, here come the New Year's resolutionists, here come the people that have kind of decided this is the year for them, you know, and and I can't can't blame anyone if that was their opinion of me, um, simply because that is why I was there, you know, to get back on the horse, to build, start building those habits in again. And if I had to nail one different thing in my mindset now about doing that this year rather than any other year that I've done it, it is that I've kind of resolved myself that this is going to be a year of building in more consistency. You know, it's not about going to the gym five times in one week and, you know, hammering down the protein shakes and throwing away all the carbs from your cupboard and, and all the rest of it. It's about building instead some sustainable and consistent habits for life. And that's what I intend to do. So whilst I think I did actually hit it a bit hard in the first week, you know, I went four days in a row and then got chastised by the gym owner who, who observed me doing that and then sort of told me the, the errors of my ways and reminded me that I'm going to probably end up injured again if I carry on in that way. Um, that was, that was the, the start of me starting to go again and getting back on the horse. And actually, if I can just kind of get over that initial flush of enthusiasm and kind of maintain the benefits of, of going there and knowing that I'm doing the right thing, but start to do it in a more consistent manner, 
then that will be how I build that into my life on a consistent basis. And consistency is key in all aspects of, of health. And I'm going to go on to another example in a minute, another couple of examples. So don't, get, don't tune out if you're not interested in gym and fitness and all those kinds of things. But, you know, the point is that no matter what the goal, there are many different ways in which you can contribute to achieving that goal. So in, in the fitness terms, it's about going to the gym and the regular exercise. But for me, it's also about, you know, a healthy diet, not drinking as much alcohol, uh, potentially investigating and exploring the use of some different dietary supplements to see if I can get a better kind of longevity out of my body, given that I feel like I am aging a bit and, you know, more, more prone to aches and pains. Um, and just generally building up the, the good habits. So gen gradually by layering and layering the different things that I'm doing to contribute to that goal, I should see the results coming about. But you know, there was no layering until I took the first step. So really taking that first step is absolutely fundamentally key. You know, no matter what you're doing, you have to take that first step and bite the bullet. And you know, if you think you're gonna face mockery, then face the mockery. If you're feeling like you're gonna to have to overcome your inner resistance, then you have to find some way of doing that because until you take that first step and until you climb back on the horse, then you're just sat in that same space where you'll be going through the cycles of negative emotion, negative feeling, judging yourself, doubting yourself, judging other people, none of which is helpful. Um, and the only thing you can do is to actually get back on the horse. So I said there'd be some other examples and you know, the same thing applies no matter what kind of positive habits and practices you've perhaps let slip in your life. Um, you know, some good examples and other examples, I guess, that are pertinent to the time of year around the holidays and coming back into the new year. Um, you may have been brilliant at, at controlling your money and controlling your spending in life and you may have had a good year of, of not overspending, saving some money, paying off your debts and then all of a sudden Christmas comes around or whatever, whatever holiday you observe and maybe you have a bit of a splurge or you know you have an argument with someone and you decide you're going to go out and make yourself feel better by, by treating yourself to something new. And that's fine, you know, there's, there's always a place for, for everything and a bit of, of moderation in all aspects of life. And sometimes you do have to treat yourself if you're working hard to make money. But, you know, the, the abandonment of good habits shouldn't be triggered by, you know, one minor blip. You know, if it's a blip that's unplanned or if it, even if it's something you've decided consciously you're going to go out and spend some money. It shouldn't necessarily then mean that you just figure, well... The next time you fancy something or you, you see something you want to buy for yourself and you feel you need a treat or you construct a reason why you feel you need to pick yourself up, um, you've, got to break, you've got to make sure you don't break those good habits. And, and if you do break them, if you do find you have a bit of a bad month where you've spent more money than you earned and you've, you've used your credit card and aren't able to pay it off for, for the whole balance, for example, um, you don't just let, that, let yourself slip and slide down that slippery slope of, of failure, but instead actually you acknowledge what's happened, you, you kind of forgive yourself for the fact that it has happened and you don't just kind of give up on it and think well that's that but actually instead you get back on the horse, you pick up the good habits again one by one. You know if, it's, if your challenge is money and overspending then you start to build up the number of days where you don't spend unnecessarily and you start to focus more again on your, your savings account and the amount of money you're building up in that rather than the amount of nice things you have around you, nice bags or shoes or clothes or, you know, games, DVDs, whatever, whatever your passion is, you know, you, you don't just focus on those things, you focus on the, the good habits and the positive practices and you build them up a bit at a time. 
Um, and I guess the same thing would apply in a business context as well. You know, it's easy to be enthused by things when we're we're kind of writing new blogs or we're creating new products or we're you know forming relationships with new clients and and everything seems to be going in the right direction. You know, we're making money, we're making progress, we're growing as a person. But you know, there's always going to be blips. There are always going to be times when things slow down and. If you view that slowing down as the kind of the end, you know, and you stop doing all the good things you were doing, you'll never you'll never really know if A, it's something you've done or something that's just going on around you that's caused the blip. And B, you're gonna find it hard to know what you should be, you know, what actually was causing the results to come about in the first place. So, you know, if you start if you were writing a blog once a week and then you reduce it to once every two weeks and then once per month. You know, you may see things slip, but you may not. That may not be the reason why your number of customers or number of engagements slipped. But instead, there was something going on completely differently. But the key thing is, if you're doing the writing regularly, once a week in that example, that's a good habit to have in itself, and and that's part and parcel of what's bringing you the results you desire. So, if you let that habit slip, and you note you note that you've let it slip, you don't start to think to yourself, well. It probably wasn't making a difference anyway and you know I don't really have any good ideas and no one wants to hear what I have to say instead you actually get back on the horse and you pick up that good practice again and I guess you know the final example maybe is in terms of the the relationship side of life you know if you have an argument with your spouse then you know the worst thing you can do is think right well that's it I hate them I want to be apart from them I want a divorce or you know I, I don't want to be with them any longer and you just start to gradually let your your kindnesses towards them, your affection towards them, and all the good things that you do for them to gradually slip. Otherwise, you know, that relationship is gonna be on a kind of downward spiral where there is no chance of saving it. Whereas, you know, if you recognize that you've had a bad month or a bad week, and maybe they've said some unpleasant things to you, and you've said some unpleasant things to them, and it's all got a bit, you know, argumentative and agitated, you know, yes, that happens, but the worst thing you can do is to let that become the pattern and just, you know, undo all the strength of your relationship. Instead, you have the choice that you can actually acknowledge that that's happened, but recognize that you love them and that they love you and you want to kind of do everything that you can personally to make sure that relationship works. So, you know, pick up the good habits again, buy the flowers, you know, give them the, the compliment, make them the coffee or bring them to a restaurant and treat them to a nice meal, uh, obviously within your budget, as I've mentioned before. But um, the point is you get back on the horse, you get back into that relationship and you give it everything you've got. And if you're going through the parting of a relationship like a divorce, you know, the same thing holds true. You know, you have to have an enormous amount of resilience and, and consistency about how you respond to challenges and to difficulties and to upset. But you can't just let the, um, the negativity of, of the situation grind you down. You know, there will be times when you have a difficult discussion or you know, something has to be resolved via the lawyers or you have an un unpleasant conversation about how you're going to manage your kids or any other aspect of divorce or how you're going to deal with the money. That can be really challenging. It can break you at times. But what you can't do is let that kind of undo your resolve to get through the divorce and to be the best person you can be and build the best life possible as a result of it. You have to, you know, you have to gird yourself and you have to build that resolve and that resilience to make sure that you're not just going to let things slide. And if you do have a difficult couple of days, you know, have the difficult couple of days, indulge yourself, make yourself feel better, but then get back on with building the good habits. Don't allow the good habits to gradually slip away from you. Don't, you know, don't allow your resilience in that divorce scenario to fall away. Don't allow your you know, belief that you're going to be fine and that your kids will be fine and that you're going to build a new and happy life where you're thriving and not just surviving. Don't lose that belief. 
you know, instead take it for what it is, take the blip for what it is, the difficult conversation, the argument, the unhappy, you know, discussion that you've had or whatever, it happens, but don't let it break you, bring back the resilience and get back on the horse. Um, and there's a final sort of quote that I, I mention often, and it's from Jocko Willink, the former Navy SEAL commander, um, and it's something I've quoted in at least one other podcast episode, so forgive me, but it is one of my favourites, and I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's somewhere along the lines of um, Rome wasn't built in a day, and we all know that, but Rome also didn't fall apart in a day either. You know, good habits and the building of Rome was ha- happened as a result of one thing after another, you know, one year of you know, civilization in the Roman Empire followed by another, and you know, things gradually get, got built up to, to making it the power that it was back in the Roman era. You know, but similarly, it didn't fall apart overnight either. It didn't all just fall apart in the space of a year or whatever. It actually gradually declined, declined and crumbled. You know, more countries had their independence from Rome, uh, more people realized there was a different way to life. And, you know, so the Roman Empire gradually, gradually fell apart as a result of lots of lots of small degrading, small crumblings. And that's the same for any good practice or good habit we have in our life, you know. We build them up as a result of the layers, you know, the one thing upon another, the good habit built upon another good habit, and the positive mindset and the resilience and the action-oriented, action-taking and being action-oriented and, you know, believing in ourselves and doing things to develop our mind and our body so that we're better able to cope with difficulty and hardship. But similarly, if we abandon those habits and those good practices, then we also run the risk of losing those things. And one by one, they slip away and then things get more and more difficult in our lives. And it also feels more and more difficult to pick up the good habits again. So I guess the key takeaway message for me from this is that if you do feel you're losing the good habits and the good practices, then you know don't despair. As soon as you recognize it, you have the choice to, to either do nothing about it or to get back on the horse. If you fall off, get back on the horse pick up that practice again and even if it's been six months or a year or more you know go back to the gym get yourself back into the frame of mind where you're having a workout reach out to the relational friend that you've not spoken to for years as a result of a difficult conversation you know tell them tell your spouse you love them and you know remind them of all the good things that that your relationship has don't just dwell in the negative if you have if you've had an argument and if you are going through the breakup of a relationship Remind yourself you've got what it takes to get through this. You know, you have the purpose, you have the resilience and you have the mindset that, you know, this isn't the end of your life. This is a new beginning and you're actually going to come out of this stronger and better and living a better life. Get back on the horse. I hope you found that useful. If you um, feel willing to, I would love it if you could leave a like or a follow, you know, subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast. If you're happy to leave a review or a comment, a positive one, hopefully, then uh, please do. If you want to get reach out to me and uh, just talk about some of this or, or email me, then please feel free to do so. My email de- address details are, you know, accompanying the notes within this. Uh, I mentioned a book or two in the, uh, in the podcast and in the video, so I'll, I'll reference those in the notes. And in the meantime, I hope you're thriving and not just surviving. And until next time, I'll say goodbye. Goodbye. This has been the Kintsugi Life podcast from Toby Hazelwood. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it useful. And I'd welcome feedback or contact from you to let me know your thoughts. You can reach out on toby at kintsugilife.co. Thank you.